You're welcome to Faith to Faith Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Growth. Growing up. All the miracles and testimonies you received in Faith to Faith Convention, God wants you to be able to do more. And God wants you to do better. Hallelujah. So in Ephesians 4.15, I'll read KJV, King James Version, then I'll read the Amplified Version. Let's read it together. I want to go. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ. Did you see grow up? Did you see grow up? Give me amplified version. Let's read it together. I want to go. Rather, let our lives lovingly express truth in all things, speaking truly, dealing truly, living truly, and folded in love. Let us grow up in every way and in all things into Him who is the head, even Christ the Messiah, the anointed one. Did you get that? So I like the part that says, let us grow up in every way and in all things. So it didn't say you will grow up. It's saying let us grow up. Meaning you have a role to play in growing up. Are we together? You have a role to play. Say I have a role to play. In growing up. Now this service, I want to help you understand what growth is. Hallelujah. Understanding growth. I want you to understand what growth is. What the scripture means by growth. Because as a child of God, some of us might assume that growth is automatic. Maybe in the natural. As long as you have a hair, it will grow. A child is born, the teeth will come out. That's not how it is spiritually. Amen. It's not exactly that way. Spiritually, growth is a function of your participation. Hallelujah. Your participation. Of course, in partnership with the Holy Spirit. But it involves you. And it is possible for someone to be born again and not grow. You can grow old in Christ without growing up in Christ. The scripture didn't say we should grow old. It says we should grow up. That means that you can be in Christ for 20 years, but you've not grown. Based on the definition from scripture about what growth is. Firstly, let's look at when we say grow. We'll look at synonyms, similar words. Okay, so you can have a broad perspective of what we mean when we say grow. To grow means to increase. Amen. To increase in size and value. Glory to God. That's what it means to grow. So if we say to grow, well, you are increasing in size. You are increasing in value. The scripture told us about Jesus in John, sorry, Luke chapter 2 verse 40. Luke 2 40, just put it up. In Luke chapter 2 verse 40, it told us 40, 40. It told us about Jesus 
And it says, and the child grew. Hallelujah. And worked strong in spirits. Filled with wisdom and great grace was upon him. So even Jesus grew. The scripture said the same thing about John the Baptist in Luke chapter 1 verse 80. In the last verse of Luke 1, the same statement was made about John the Baptist. And the child grew. That was an important aspect of their lives. Amen. It's so important because God wants you also to grow. Hallelujah. And the child grew and was strong in spirit. This was John the Baptist. And was in the desert till the day of his showing unto Israel. Meaning that the day of his showing could not come until growth had happened. Hallelujah. There are certain manifestations you will not see in your life until you grow. Amen. So growth is increase. Increase in size. Increase in value. It could be increased also in capacity. Whatever way you call it. But an increase. Praise the Lord. Growth also, another word for growth is to improve. To grow is to improve. I would say to improve. It means that you are now better. Hallelujah. If something has improved, it means it has done better than it was doing. It means that God wants you to do better. Hallelujah. There's room for more. The place you started from is not where God wants you to remain. So you can say you are growing if you have improved. Improved in your service to God. Improved in your prayer life. Improved, are you understanding me what I'm saying? Improved even in, in, in your relationship with others. Another word for growing is to develop. Hallelujah. To develop. Now, I know we use that word, you know, when we're talking about a property. We say, oh, we're developing a property. We're developing something. It means that we're taking it from the early stage to the final stage. Are you understanding me? We want it to get to its full, full stage. So, if you're growing, you're developing from where? From babyhood to maturity. Growth is a process. Hallelujah. It's not an event. Amen. It's a process. And anything process is based on time. Are you understand what I'm saying? It's time dependent. You got born again today. You cannot be spiritually mature the day you got born again. It's not possible. Because maturity is not a function of impartation. Are you listening to me? It's not. But let me explain something to you. Growth will not happen if you don't desire it. Praise the Lord. Growth will, never, will not be forced on you. I use the word, three words I've introduced to you to increase, to improve, to develop. To develop in character. I was saying character. To develop in character. That's growth. 
if you meet an adult that is married with his wife, and then they are in the service, then an ant beats his leg, or an insect beats him, he starts crying, <laughs> ant! Would you say, is he a madman? Because it's a baby you expect to behave like that. Are you listening to me? If a little bit, as we're in the service now, a baby starts crying, it's expected. It's expected. It's a baby. Babies cry. If a baby was walking, maybe a toddler, it was maybe um, um, 11 months or 13 months old, and is walking, and then something just drops in between his legs. You know that thing I'm talking about? Just drops from in between his legs, and he's still walking. You say, oh, help him. Are you understanding me? So, nobody will be angry. But imagine you walking to your seat and something is dropping from your legs. It's the same thing that's happening, but it's interpreted differently. Why? It's not expected of you. You should have developed. Am I communicating? That means, just as in the natural, we can sit down and tell by this person's character or his behavior where he is. We should be able to also tell someone's spiritual level based on his behavior too. Amen. First Corinthians 13.10 I didn't intend to go there, but let's just look at it. First Corinthians 13. Let me read. Put up... Um, that's not the exact verse. It's around there. Glory to God. Let me read. Let me start from there. But uh, 11 is my key scripture. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. 11. When I was a child, praise the Lord... What did he say? I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, what did I do? I put away childish things. The proof of manhood is that childish things have been put away. Amen. You are no more seeing the childish things. So there are features you see that make you know that this person is mature. If you see, you went to visit a baby. You say, oh, sister so has given birth. We say, oh, we now all go to the hospital to see the baby. We just say, oh, bring out the baby. There's mustache, full mustache. <laughs> full mustache. They've got to call Baba already to shave him. Wouldn't you say, this is a sign and a wonder? And then, normally you're supposed to be expecting baby cry. You know, with a shrill little voice. The baby's going, The baby's crying like that. A baritone voice. Then, you know, they're they trying to pacify the baby. Say, Keep me for that bed. Keep me for this other bed. I don't like this place. He's talking. Ah! <laughs> There is a, a clip I saw on social media some time ago. 
um, I don't know if it's still there, you know, a clip they showed. They were talking about the new generation. So they showed a baby that was born. As he was born, he took phone, took a selfie of himself, posted it, and left the hospital. <laughs> Praise God. Just like I've arrived, I'm here, <laughs> you know. So, but you get what I'm saying? So there are features you, you see that you don't expect in a child. Then there are features you expect in someone that is fully grown. It's just like, we finish this service now, and then you come to my office. Then they are giving me a feeding bottle. And I'm, <laughs> I'm sucking milk. <laughs> they say, wait, 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 let's mix your formula. <laughs> they are mixing my formula, shaking it. <laughs> and now I'm waiting. <laughs> Praise God. I don't understand me. It would be there. You know, you're like, oh, what's the problem? The way you are laughing. I don't know why you are not laughing like that when you see spirit, people that are supposed to be in their, a particular level spiritually and they are not. That's how it's supposed to be shocking. So he used the language with the scripture we just read in verse 11 of 1 Corinthians 13. He said, when, when I was, I pray that some of us will be able to talk like that. That means that he is no more a child. Amen. He used to be. So, come to that place where you are no more in that place. Listen to me. It's not a crime to be a baby. Because every one of us started like that. What is wrong is remaining a baby. Are you listening to me? That's what the problem is. So, I want you to understand growth. I want you to understand growth. There are some scriptures that are very interesting. Hebrews 5.12. Let me show you that one. In Hebrews 5.12, he said, For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, meaning that there was like an expected span of time, alright? From here to here. This person is supposed to be like, it's just like, if somebody went to university and then you are a parent, you are paying school fees, after five years, the person is still collecting school fees. Even if you were not going to school with him or her, six years, they're still doing, seven years, eight years, they're still collecting school fees and going to school and living on campus. Wouldn't you ask, please, which course are you reading? Are you understanding me? Which, which course are you reading? Are you reading medical engineering? <laughs> because what, what course are you reading? That you are putting in eight and nine years. Someone's going to ask. Because it's expected that if say regular BSc uh, sciences, you should have done it in four years. If it's an engineering course, you should have done it in five years. So if after five years the person is still in um, year one, you know that something is not okay. Is that not so? 
So that's what the scripture says. For when for the time, at this time, you ought to be teachers. There are some of you sitting down here. You are supposed to be the one taking care of other believers, but they are still taking care of you. Oh, brother, so and so, we need to pray for him. He has not been in church for three weeks. When they call you, 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 to show that you are old, but you have not grown up. Amen. The way you are even answering them, why are you calling me? Amen. The behavior shows that you've not even grown up. And so that energy that would have been used to raise younger ones in the faith. When I say younger ones, I'm not talking about age. In faith. They're still following you up. They're still praying about you. That's it, concern about you. Now, let, don't misunderstand me. There's never a stage any believer will come to that someone doesn't need to pray for him. But there are different kinds of prayers. There are some people we're praying with and we're just supporting their faith about the projects they're handling. Are you understanding? It's not about their, their, their work with God per se. Are we together? Oh, we hear, oh, brother, so, so, and so. Oh, he, he, he is about to embark on another business project and is in faith for so, so, and so. And then we're praying with him in faith. Not the way we say, ah, 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 did you see him? Ah, this brother, ah, you know. We're concerned about his faith. He's still struggling with things that he should have conquered. Years ago. Are you listening to me? So, understand growth. That it doesn't happen automatically. It's a process. Growth is not a destination. It's a journey. It continues. It's a journey. You have to get on the road. On the road of growth. Amen. You can be in church, you attended this service, but you've not applied yourself for growth to happen. Let me just say this, because in this month we're talking about discipleship. And to be discipled, you have to be available. Amen. You can't be discipled if you're not available. If your biggest problem in your work with God has been being available, then it's a big problem. Is, is, a, is, is what praying about. Let me explain what I mean. Listen. Someone cannot graduate from River State University if he doesn't make himself available to River State University. Are you attending the classes? No, I cannot really attend the classes. So you're not going for classes? You're not writing the exams? Hello? How can you, how can they educate you? Praise the Lord. It's not possible. Your availability is not, is not, is not negotiable. Are you understanding me? It's not negotiable. In the same way, you want to be raised by God. You want to be raised by the Holy Spirit. Listen, there's a scripture all of us know. It's Proverbs 22.6. A very popular scripture. It says, train up a child... In the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. That's not just a statement. It's a principle. 
is a principle. It applies spiritually. That everyone, after getting born again, has to allow himself to be trained, to be raised. Listen, God raises his children. Amen. Did you hear me? God is a father. He raises his children. And now, he, he, he will appoint how they'll be raised. If they yield to it, they will develop. They will increase. They will improve. If they don't yield to it, they will not develop. They will not improve. They will not increase. If there's a challenge in the body of Christ, it is caused by those that refuse to grow. Did you hear me? The problem in the body of Christ is not Satan. It's the Christians that have refused to grow. Because sometimes they become distractions to even the ones growing. You know that you can, at war, in trying to save someone that was shot, they will shoot you too. Have you seen that happen? So sometimes, the distraction for some believers is trying to help someone else. I'm not saying helping them is wrong, but it's become a challenge for many. Go on, on, on social media. Some people talking. You see, you hear some believers talk. You know they've not been raised. If you see a child that was not raised, you will know. Praise God. Put a suit on him. Put makeup on her. <laughs> you can't make up what has not been raised. You see someone that has not been raised, you will know. There's one. You know, there's a, <laughs> I was so upset that day. Uh, there's a guy I used to see on the road, you know. Let me not bother mentioning where the, which of the junctions or so. So, it's my roots, you know. And then I, I get to see him in the evenings or at night. He's a young boy. I, I, guess, I guess maybe, I don't think he's more than 13. You know. So I'd seen him before. And then those guys that come and hit your glass, you know, and say, give me money. You know that kind of thing. Say, hit your glass, give me money. Then even when you try to ignore them, they will now push your side mirror against your car. Have you experienced that before? You know, or bang the car in a way. So there's this particular guy. I'd noticed him. So one evening I was driving. Then he came close and put his lip on the glass. (laughs) You know, so I ignored him. And he, he continued. Now, he's probably, he, he's, listen to me, I can't blame him. He has not been raised. He's obviously someone on the street. So one of the days, maybe, you know, he does that to several people, so it's not like he knows me, you know. So one of the days he was doing that. And then I, I cleared. And he ran away. One day I came down. So I called the guys that were around there. And I said, help me catch that boy. <laughs> so one guy and I said, that boy is a criminal. We are tired of him. I said, can you just catch him for me? You know. But he's not being raised. So what do you expect? He won't behave like someone that was raised in a home. Glory to God. 
Now, in the body of Christ, you can have people that were, they've never been, they've been, they're saved, but they've never been raised. The reason why a child cannot abuse his father, are you with me? Is because he was raised in a home. He understands authority. Glory to God. Am I communicating? The first place to understand authority is in your home. He understands authority. I'm a, I'm a father. I've never had an argument with my dad. He just he said, okay, leave it. <laughs> you understand that? He was leave it. Are you understanding me? We leave it. Because we've been raised. But someone that has not been raised. Have you heard some people talk? I know care about my papa, but don't beat you. <laughs> Have you heard them talk? You just know that this guy, something is not there. Listen to me. You can only be raised if you make yourself available. So, you can be talking carelessly and people can tell that you've not been raised. Put up the scripture. Let me just use 1 Corinthians 13 11 to show you something. In 1 Corinthians 13 11, it talked about three, three ways to know whether someone is a child or has grown to manhood. Number one, how he speaks. Amen. He said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. This is the way he talks. This is the way a child would talk. You know he's a child. You know he's a child. Even when they, they are saying great things, you still know he's a child. I could just be with some of the children in church. Maybe Gabi, maybe Odogu, you know. They just say, Pastor, buy me this type of your car. It's a child that is talking. Are you understanding me? I want this type of car. I say, where will you keep it? That's when he's not thinking, where, where, where? In, in, my, in our house. You understand that? <laughs> you know? Where in your house will you keep it? I don't know. <laughs> That's a child. Are we together? That's a child. So he spoke as a child. It means that in someone's speech, you can tell how mature he is. In spiritual things. Some people just can say, eh, someone say, eh, it doesn't matter. There's something people say, you know that they don't even know what they're talking about. In the church you are going to is not what matters. Church is church. I've corrected that here before. Church is church. My brother, church is not church. There are churches and there are churches. That same person that is saying church is church. Church is church. God is everywhere. They now tell you, my brother, you have a heart condition. Say, eh, hey, you go and check you. They say, ah, they have a heart condition. They must do surgery for you. Okay. You see this hospital here? The one. Uh, ah. People die there every day. You say, ah, hospital is hospital. Doctor is everywhere. You say, no, this one is my life I'm talking about. Uh. Amen. 
please, uh, is there a better hospital? Why are you looking for a better hospital? Is hospital not hospital? In things of, in natural things, you choose the best. You know that there is a difference. Even saloon is not saloon. I've entered the saloon as a teenager. The guy took my hair. I didn't know he was not the barber. I got in. I was going for a party. I just, I, I, I was like, well, I just went in, you know. I was like, okay, okay. Um, uh, quick, he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked around. I know the salon, but I, I said, ah. He said, no, he's the one. He, he, the other guy is not around. It's okay. He sat down. There's way he held the clipper. No problem, no problem. I said, by the first two, three strokes... You know, there's something someone will just do on the head. Just forget it. There's no remedy. Are you understanding me? Just forget it. Just forget it. You know. He had to give me a bandana. <laughs> to tie on my head. Even him was providing solution. <laughs> then he now confessed. He said, true, I know be Baba. I'm a panabita. My brother told me to stay. Somebody's coming to do work here. So he said I should lock the place. But I should stay inside in case someone comes. I just thought that I can make money. <laughs> and you are the first person that entered. <laughs> Am I communicating? Imagine that you enter a hospital like that. That they told somebody, electrician, they just say, wait, hold, you just come. As you enter, just carry it, open your stomach. <laughs> Are you listening to me? So, as hospital is not, even school is not school. There are schools and there are schools. There are schools you take your children to. When they come back, they'll be speaking Igbo. <laughs> And you are Yoruba. Your children will come back. They are speaking Igbo. You just see your children say, Ogini. <laughs> you speaking Igbo. <laughs> are you listening to me? So, school, so we, we, we look for the best schools for our children. Is that not so? You look for the best hospitals for yourself. Then when it comes to church, you say, church is church. What are you talking about? That speech shows that you are a child. If you are born again, you are a child. Put up the scripture. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. The second thing is I understood as a child. That means the understanding of a child is, is different from the understanding of an adult. Have you tried to explain certain things to children? You'll be looking for the best way to communicate it because of their level of understanding. Are you with me? Um, how do I explain it? How do I explain this? You know? I'm trying to remember there was a word I was trying to explain to my, my, my son some time ago. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the word was now. Uh, forgotten. You know? And I was looking for another word to explain that word. But the words that were coming to my mind were more difficult words. Prophet. It was prophet. He said, Daddy, what does profit mean? This was years ago. Profit, 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 profit. I said, profit means to gain. 
You say, what is gain? <laughs> I say, hey, yeah. You know? So, and I said, if you have two of this, and I bring one more, you have more. I say, yes. As a prophet is to have more. He understood that one. Are you listening to me? So, I could come to his own level of understanding to communicate that. So, some people still understand as children. That's why somebody will come to church. And then, he goes back home. And someone says, nobody in that church loves me. Why did he say so? He said, eh, nobody called me. There are people that will act that way and you understand that actually they're children. That's why they're thinking like that. They, see, I understood as a child. I understood as a child. A guy said, eh, why is it that when I'm in church now, service going on? Why can't I ask question? <laughs> Amen. Why, why can't I ask question? Amen. He said, I've never been in a place where I cannot, I cannot talk. I said, you can talk. Say Amen. You are talking. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. You know, so, listen, he's asking because he doesn't understand. That's his level of understanding. Through the teaching of God's word, he will understand better. And by talking to other believers, he will understand better. Oh, why do we pray? <laughs> Let me share this with you. Years ago, many years back, I was in church and then people were coming to the service. So I saw a fellow, he came into the service, sat down and bent his head like that. Just did like this. Put his uh, fingers just like this and just did like that. So I called him, you, come. So why did you do that? He was not afraid. He said, sorry, sir. <laughs> he said, sorry, sir. I said, why did you do that? He said, sorry, sir. He said, everybody was doing it. When they come, I see that when they come to church, they do like this. <laughs> so, I, that's why I'm doing it. I was, that's, I, I was laughing. I said, that's why you're doing it. You know? He said, yes. I said, what do you think they're doing? He said, he doesn't know. I said, okay, they are praying. Amen. They are praying. When they come, come for the service, they are praying for the service and praying for themselves. He didn't know that. So I said, did you pray before you came to church? He said he prayed at home. I said, okay, if you prayed at home, no problem. But when they come to church, they pray. His level of understanding was that people come to church and they shake their head. Have you seen some people doing worship? So lift your hands and worship the Lord. I worship you right now. Do you just stand up like this? <laughs> why are you lifting your hand? They don't know why. Glory to God. Understanding. So they understood as children. So with someone's understanding, you can tell whether he's a child or he's mature in the things of the Spirit. Why do we give offerings? Praise the Lord. So I don't know. I just know that the church is to collect money from us. (laughs) 
He doesn't understand it. Then someone else has come to that place where he understands that his offering is part of his worship to God. Amen. Last, last point there. He said, but, and then I thought as a child. He's talking about his thinking. I thought as a child. How he reasons. Praise the Lord. How he reasons. Help me ask your neighbor, how do you reason? How do you reason? So I can tell where you are based on how you talk, what you understand, and how you reason. Amen. Very important. Now I know that we can't finish the series in one service. I'm going to be taking it Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. We're going to be dealing with this, but there must be growth. Amen. Amen. In your life. It starts by making yourself available. Available. Let me end with these important things. Growth, the mistake most of us make is that we think growth can only be measured by knowledge. No. Amen. No. Knowledge is not the only way to measure growth. So I'm going to mention five ways you can measure growth in the life of a Christian. Hallelujah. Are you ready? I'll just mention them and if we have time in another service, I will explain them. Glory to God. Number one is knowledge. You can measure growth by knowledge. How much someone knows. The person's knowledge. But just one out of five. The second way you can measure growth is by perspective. Everybody say perspective. Perspective is, is how you see. It's not just what you see. How you see things. So I can tell how mature someone is by the person's perspective. As a pastor, I've been in church and you see someone say something in a way. say, no, that's not how it is. But that's how he saw it. Because he has not seen many things. And then you give the person the other perspective. Oh, I didn't see it that way. So, growth can be measured by perspective. The person's perspective. How he sees things. Number three, growth can be measured by conviction. Everybody say conviction. I can tell how you've grown by your depth of conviction. Conviction. You see a child. They told him not to do something. The conviction is not yet strong. Praise God. That's why you can have teenagers that others can... Uh, influence negatively because their convictions are still not, they're not formed yet. They've not really decided what they want to be. So someone will convince them otherwise. Your convictions are your beliefs. Alright? Your beliefs, your family held beliefs. 
So I can tell how mature you are by your convictions. No, 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 no. Say, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. In our office, they've given me a new appointment. Ooh, a new appointment. Wow, wow. And they were paying me 16000 They were paying me now 16750 <laughs> You know, uh, 16750 But the only problem is that they say, uh, we'll be working on Sunday and on Thursday evening. No problem. You say, which time do you say? Say Sunday morning. And which time again? Thursday evening. Is that not service time? Uh, when they told me, I said, no problem. You can see his conviction is still very weak. He can't say, no. Amen. He can't say no. Why will you be going for cell meeting on Tuesday? And then, you know those things happen to children. You send them on an errand. It happens to children. Say, oh, um, Jemima, go to my room and go and get so, so, and so. Yes, daddy. And she's excited to go. Then, five minutes later, she has not come back. Ten minutes later, she has not come back. Fifteen minutes later, when you come, she's with her brother. They're playing game. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> are you understanding what I'm saying? It happens. So, your conviction. So, you're going for cell meeting. Someone say, ah, ah, let's enter here. Say, no, no, I'm going for cell meeting. Every time, every time I go for cell meeting. He say, yes, you every time, every time you are going to drink beer. Maybe every time I'm going to cell meeting. Yeah. Are you understanding me? And you don't feel bad about it. I don't know how unbelievers can make a believer feel bad. Say, every time, church, 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 church. What about you? Every time, boy, 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 boy. What about you? Isn't that better? <laughs> You know, don't allow anybody to put you down. So every time church, church, every time fellowship, every time prayer, every time fellowship. The sinner also has his own. Have you seen sinners discussing? What did he discuss? What did he discuss? It's the same thing, same thing, same thing. Nothing new. I've shared the story before where I was somewhere. I've stopped telling where it was exactly because the person who listens to the message now. Amen. <laughs> you know, and um, someone who was then he was older than um, he was much older, you know, and um, he was celebrating his birthday. I can't remember the age now. My wife will know, either 45 or 50. I'm not sure what age you person celebrate. So I was invited for the birthday. That was the first time I've seen men that age. You know, I've been in church so long. Are you understanding me? So I'm always around believers. You know, if I'm around an unbeliever, most of the time, he knows that I'm a pastor. Are you understanding me? So, he puts on his Christian attitude. Are you understanding me? Or, I'm going to win souls. You know, most of So, that was the first time in a long time I've been around men about that age that are doing, making small talk, you know. So, I was just seated with them. We don't know ourselves, you know. Um, like, what will you take? You know, bring this drink for this person. What will you take? So, they were talking. That conversation, I heard it last when I was 15 or 16. It's girls they were talking about. I'm not talking about 28-year-old men. 20, I'm not talking about singles, married men with children. Girls they were talking about. And their escapades. 
So, one started telling me, hey, 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 I will teach you a new way. You will teach your wife, they will not catch you. He didn't know I was a pastor. So, the one behind, the one that was hosting the event, that invited me, was standing behind me and shouting. <laughs> Did you understand? And that guy was really excited. And bringing new strategy on how you can be unfaithful and they will not catch you. <laughs> so, all the others now understood. But I saw they were all looking over my head. So I turned. I saw him do... <laughs> Conviction. Conviction. I was in my youth service. Sorry, not youth service now. Um, IT. That was before youth service. I was in my IT six months of uh, year four, right? Engineering. So where I was doing the IT, my boss, when they assigned me to him, um, told, he told me his name, blah, blah, blah. And then in the canteen, we're all students. So we were just standing, talking, male, female. You know, we all came from school. Students, you know, we're just we form our own clique. You know, we'll be talking among ourselves. So he, when he saw me in the office, he said, those girls you are with, are they in your school? I said, yes. He said, are they your friends? He said, we're bringing them to this office now. <laughs> I didn't understand what he was saying at first. I'm like, okay, that's... I didn't understand, you know, with the innocency of my mind, I didn't understand what I was saying. He said, why are they not coming to visit you in this office? I said, they, they can't come. They can't, what is he said, no. He called me to his own office from the outer office. Sada. He said, see here. <laughs> he started talking. He said, see what you'll be doing for me. And then he started talking. I said, sir, I'm a pastor. He said, ah. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. It was my boss, but conviction. Are you understanding me? No, 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 no. So you can measure someone's spiritual level with their convictions. Number four, skills. We measure your maturity with your level of skill. Skill, whether it's soul winning, skill in prayer. Skill in the word. Are you understanding me? Skill. Skill. If you are mature, you would have grown in skill. That means you can do it better. You can do it what? Better. In casting out devils. Amen. Are you listening to me? In healing the sick. Amen. Skill. So we can measure your level of growth by your skill. What's the first one I gave you? Knowledge. What's the second one? What's the third one? Number four? Alright. And number five? Character. So we can measure your level of character. If you are behaving like a baby, you are a baby. If it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, what is it? It is a duck. 
So I can tell your spiritual level by your character. I know some of you hide behind. It's my temperament. You know, there's nothing I can do. That's just how I am. Jesus came to change how you are. Amen. (laughs) Amen. To make you what he wants you to be. (laughs) Hallelujah. Are you getting it? Uh So stop stop answering and say, that's my temperament. I know in psychology they teach us that um, there are two broad categories and four other categories. You know, they talk about introverts and extroverts in um, psychology. They talk about uh, uh, some people say, oh, I'm melancholic, so I hardly forgive. When I'm hurt, I'm hurt. <laughs> Amen. The fruit of the recreated spirit is neither melancholic or choleric or sanguine or phlegmatic. It is Christ. So stop hiding behind those personality traits that come with temperaments. As you read it, say, mm, revelation. Mm. No wonder. That's why I know I will never forgive him. <laughs> A temperament that's encouraging you not to act on God's word. You know it's not correct. Amen. Now, don't misunderstand me. Those descriptions describe, just like human beings, we describe human beings. But now you are in Christ. Hallelujah. You're a new creature. Amen. You're a new creature. Old, old melancholic has passed away. Say me, I'm just, you know, I'm, I, I'm talk to everybody. I'm everybody's friend. This is that, that. That's why I'm not serious. I'm not serious in my life. You know, it's my nature. You find that. Listen, let me say this to you. If that temperament of yours is hindering God's purpose for your life, it's already telling you you should be changed. Amen. You know that some people, when they are sad, their sadness is a marathon. It's not 100 meters. Then they are sad. Then they are sad. (laughs) Sad. Then they are sad. You know what I'm talking about? Even the more you try to even bring them out of the sadness, this thing you are doing is making me. The scripture said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, he did, was he talking to those that were not melancholic? He spoke to every Christian. Amen. Including you. Amen. So come out of that sadness. Say, that's why I have mood swings. I, 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 I have mood swings. I will not deny it. <laughs> Amen. See confession. 
I know that, that one is my own. Mutring is my own. Reject the mood swings. Rise and grow above it. Write this down. Growth is the only solution to carnality. Growth is the only solution to carnality. You can't come out of carnality without growing. And there are some people that just say, I am, I am hard-hearted. I'm very hard-hearted. Where the Bible says that, let the love of God consume your heart. Glory to God. So I'm hard-hearted. I was born to be a soldier. <laughs> so everything about you is brutal. You don't let sack your staff, you sack them, imprison them. And make sure they never get a job again in their life. <laughs> Say, I don't leave hostages, I kill them. <laughs> My prayer for you today is that you will not hold on to those temperaments. You will yield to the changing power of God's word. That power of God's word that changes a man's life will change yours. And growth will speak in these dimensions we've talked about. There will be growth in knowledge. There will be growth in, what's the next one? Perspective. There will be growth in what? Conviction. There will be growth in what? And there will be growth in what? Character. Character is a key part. I left it for last. You were born. You were raised in being rude. You have PhD in rudeness. Now you are born again. Let the word of God refine you. Rudeness is not a gift of the spirit. Amen. When I insult him, <laughs> he will go home and he will be crying. <laughs> and you know it too. He said, <laughs> Go and ask, go and ask. Go. That chief is me that insulted him. <laughs> you are pointing testimonies <laughs> of the impact of your rudeness. <laughs> Amen. Now you have carried the rudeness to church. Sister A, what happened? People are calling my name. You keep your mouth and call my name too. <laughs> the thing about character is that it has its own setbacks. It will rob you of something. Some you know, some you will never know. But it will rob you of something. If you don't grow in that area, you will find limitations that you can't even explain. 
Praise the Lord. Find limitations you can't even explain. I'm, as a pastor, there are people that, ah, okay, no, no you, nobody wants to work with them. When it's time to pray, the person prays, Rakataya Gishka. But after they open their eye from prayer, <laughs> when they open their eye from prayer, forget it. You want the, is it best that I was praying? He said, it's better they just be praying and not talk to any human being. Just be praying. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking the message of faith around.